Well, a very warm welcome back to yet another episode of the Humble Climb podcast. A massive, massive thanks to everybody that everybody that continues to subscribe, like, rate, and just in general, just show us plenty of love here on the podcast, whether you're watching on YouTube or accessing via Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, whatever it might be. It was an awesome last episode, obviously, with uh, Sally and Dave. We absolutely loved it. Uh, Sally, sorry, Sally and Jez. Je- Dave's away in the UK, and we've got the big run happening this Sunday. So pretty, pretty excited uh, to get down to that. I'll be down there at Caulfield Park. I don't know. You're going to be down there, Are Matt? You're going to run. <laughs> I'm not going to run. I've, I've got a, I've got my crew there. My crew is coming with me, and I'll be walking plenty of laps. But if you haven't had a chance to donate, please head back to the last episode and have a look through any money that we can raise for the legacy of Rob. Um, would be amazing, and they are just the best family. So a massive thank you to everyone that continues to tune in. As always, before I get into the guest, I must 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 thank our sponsors who are the lifeline of this and continue to allow me to bring the podcast to you guys, starting off with, of course, our most loyal being Bonza Snowballs. They've been around for so long now. Have you ever had one? No, I haven't. Oh, they're amazing. I totally forgot to bring them in with me today, standard, but they are so amazing. So yeah, I'm going to get- eat them gonna, on the way? No, I just <laughs> forgot to. I, I literally forgot to, I, and I would agree with you normally, <laughs> but no, I'm trying to go on a bit of a health kick. So um, for sure, didn't try, but I really recommend trying on to them. Gigi Hair and Kids, which is just- doing amazing things. Obviously, you've just finished up from the races, but you might need to get your hair done. Just saying, in general, um, we all like to stay maintained. Feedback noted, Jimmy. Gigi Hair and Kids, strongly recommend in Huntingdale. Go see Marissa. She's amazing. And then obviously some of the newer ones that have come on most recently. Who can forget? Oh, no one can forget. Have you ever been to Vanilla in Oakley? Love Vanilla. Yeah, Vanilla's the goat. It's the best. It's got the best sweets. Go see Harry, George, Dennis, the team, everyone. They're amazing. You're going to leave with a smile. NYC Conveyancing. So when you buy your next property off me, you can use NYC <laughs> Conveyancing to make sure that um, as you build your empire that you get your papers checked correctly. So go and source and speak to NYC Conveyancing. And the last two, of course, A-class powder coating and abrasive blasting. They're for anything that you need powder coated. So obviously you obviously are in the hospitality business somewhat. Might have to put you in touch with George and the team. And the last one that came on today, which is something that we're leading on to summer. So there's a 15% discount for everyone that says humble climb to him. You speak to Jordan and you can get your car detailed, JD's detailing. So it's coming into summer. We've got to make sure that the wheels are looking nice and fresh. I just had mine done by him not long ago, and it was freaking awesome. Yeah, so, that's what I need. <laughs> literally. So, And I've seen your car, and it's not exactly the most cleanest thing. So <laughs> I reckon that you could probably benefit by seeing JD's detailing. But on a serious note, a very, very big welcome. You've probably been hearing her giggle in the background. For a period of time now, that's all this woman does. She just giggles and she's uh, quite a laugh of the party, which is cool. But Maddie Gleason is the founder of I Am Thirsty AU. Well, it's just I Am Thirsty, but oh, our Instagram does I've seen the AU Instagram Thirsty, yes. I Am Thirsty AU, yeah. so that's what I went by. <laughs> Why was I Am Thirsty taken on Instagram? Yeah, it was. And it's, yeah, it was. You yeah, can no look way. for yourself, but yeah. it is. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, there you go. So the founder of I Am Thirsty, which is the queen of dehydrated fruits, you're going to be the queen of something, exactly, I suppose. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and she's recently obviously gone like everyone else and purchased herself a Humble Climb hoodie. So if you haven't purchased one. I'm going to be the new model. 
Well, you're more than welcome. So welcome aboard. Thank you. On a serious note. You don't actually have to put it on yet. Um, but make sure for those chilly mornings. I'm not going to undress for you, Dimmy, you know, on the make, podcast. Make sure, make sure that um, for those chilly, chilly mornings that you make sure you wear it to the gym and uh, continue to rep it. They are only $49 each. So, And now as well, coming into summer, you've got to make sure that you're hat-friendly as well. So be sure that you are... Uh, uh, you wear your hats for 20 bucks each, so show plenty of support and love. But Maddie Gleason, welcome aboard. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. It's been the, a big build-up. It's been a big build-up. We've been talking about this for a little while, um, which has been awesome because we've got sort of connecting friends. And we met through, obviously, um, the goat of AFL prop, <laughs> AFL managers being Nick Geish. Nick Geishan, for those Nick people, Geish. who's also been a, a guest here. I know. Uh, I loved his episode. He's, that was a good episode. I rated very well and still continues to rate. Okay, so sure. um, exactly, exactly. But no, in all seriousness, we met uh, really weirdly and um, it was really good to obviously understand what your business has been like um, yeah. and where you all started. So I am thirsty and I sort of want to take this podcast to a direction of speaking to business owners, how they started, the challenges that they've had and where they're taking it. Um, and obviously you're making impacts now that you've Name dropping, stocked in Woolworths. <laughs> yeah. And more importantly, one much more close to- I was going to say, there's, one, there's one, a big name in one, here. <laughs> one very, very, very close to my heart, very close friends of mine who I just love and adore, the McCool family. The best. At Oasis Bakery, they located in Murrumbina, Fairfield and Mornington. Mic drop. I know. That's a big name. That drop. for me is probably bigger than the whole worst. That's for me anyway. I mean, if I could say it, I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they are, they're also, you're also stocked there. But as an example of uh, obviously your hard work and testament, uh, you've also brought some goodies, which we'll get into later on in the yes. episode. But uh, talk me through the business because uh, it's a pretty cool little thing that you've got going. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it is fun. It's essentially just dehydrated fruit that we manufacture for cocktail garnishes and snacks. So it's a super simple idea. It's not meant to be, you know, overcomplicated or even too exciting. It's just a really functional, convenient snack. So yeah. I came up with the idea initially in COVID to make cocktail garnishes because everyone was drinking at home. Yeah. So it kind of spiraled from there and then we launched into the snack range, but it's just for me, it was about creating a really delicious, nutritious, convenient snack for people. And then the garnishes are just kind of like a little added bit of fun for yeah. your cocktails. Talk me through how long I Am Thirsty has been going and the journey with it. Yes. Yeah, so um, roughly two and a half years. Okay. Because first you had a catering company? Yeah, I had a catering company called I Am Board, yeah. um, which I started when I was 23, so 2017. And it was... I mean, it depends how you measure success. It was relatively successful. We worked with amazing brands and we're actually making money, which is hard sometimes when yeah. you're in any kind of food hospo industry. Um, and then COVID came and took it all away. So you're doing function events or what were you doing? Yeah, so we did mostly corporate. Yeah. So we did a lot of like brand launches. We worked with a lot of like you know, law firms and like when they would have clients come in. So we would make little platters and boxes, but mostly we would make, we called them big boards, which were like one metres up to, I think we, the biggest I think we did was 15 metre Like a grazing board. board? Grazing, yeah. No way. So yeah, that was what I was doing. And then, yeah, we obviously had to close in COVID, which was stressful, yeah. but ultimately led me to start I Am Thirsty. So Amazing. It, was, it all worked out in the end. So during COVID, technically, then you're not working. 
Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, we sort of were. We went in and out of periods. So because we were mostly corporate, we weren't really set up to be delivering small gift boxes and stuff to people. Like we had, you know, overheads and staff to pay that, you know, a $60 box here and there just wasn't going to cover. So we, yeah, we had times where we weren't really working at all. And then we had times where we would be doing, you know, 120 deliveries a day for a corporate. Like we really relied on those corporates to come back to us and they were kind of rewarding their staff for their working from home efforts and things. So did you use, and we'll get into it, but did you use the same uh, Instagram tag handle account that you had for I Am Board to then just change to I Am Thirsty or did you have to completely diminish it and restart again? No, so I didn't use the same handle. I kind of, in hindsight, I think maybe I should have because we had a pretty decent following on I Am Board. But the reason I didn't is because I just wanted it to be its own new Entity. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I Am Board had like a bit of a following and we worked with quite a few influencers and stuff. And so I feel like people already had this whole brand story in their mind around I Am Board and I wanted to create something completely. Yeah. I just wanted to, I wanted for myself as well, just a completely new path. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you use that I Am Board? Is that something that you would potentially look at getting back into? No. Oh, really? <laughs> People ask me this all the time. We always get DMs on that account being like, can you come back for, even if it's just for my birthday? Um, but it was hard work, like really hard work. I was working 18 hour days for three years straight and never sleeping, just not looking after myself. It was really stressful. It was a lot of pressure. And yeah. I was, so I was 23, 24, 25. And I just don't want to live my life like that anymore. Could you do it on a smaller scale? Um, I'm sure we could, yeah. but that's, it's, that's part of, you know, it's part of the story. It's part of my past. Yeah. And I just, I wanted, I, it was really good in the sense I got to cut my teeth on this really fun and exciting business that I got kind of lucky. We were really successful really quickly and we kind of made this big splash, but then I felt like I was defined by that business for a while. And I, yeah, I just want to move away from it. I get that. I guess. So yeah. But being in the food sector, and obviously uh, I'm a massive, massive foodie, I love it. Um, so how important is this whole new uh, – abdep- not I wouldn't say new, but the adaptation now of vegan, paleo, gluten-free, everything else that comes with it? Like myself as an example, if I go out for breakfast in the morning, which is very rarely, but if I have a late – if I have a brunch, say 12.30, and there's still eggs available on the menu, <laughs> yeah. I'll, get, I'll get scrambled eggs, but I'll get it on gluten-free toast. Okay. Not because I'm anything in particular. I just don't feel as heavy on okay. on the bread than versus something else traditional. How much more? How much so is all these types of new things happening? Um, not even new, but how much are they important to the the business? Yeah, well, I mean, our product just by nature is gluten free, vegan. It's a hundred percent fruit. So right. unless you're fructose free, you're basically safe to eat it. But Australia in particular, we're big on food trends. We love food trends, yeah. which is why Iron Board was so successful because I launched it and then all of a sudden cheese was trending and it became this big thing. So I think like a couple of years ago, vegan was a big food trend and a lot of people were vegan and it was big on social media. And then, you know, it kind of, these things, they evolve and they change. And so I try not to marry any of my products to one particular group. Group, yeah. yeah. Um, I just think it kind of overcomplicates as time goes on. Like if we were trying to focus now on like, you know, our product is vegan, then in five years it'll be like, oh, well, now it's gluten-free. But like yeah. it's always been those things. So, I mean, you, if you look around now, you can see in Melbourne in particular, 
like sandwiches are trending. Like they're yeah, very you're popular. Right. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. yeah. And then actually speaking of that, good friends of mine just opened up Piccolo Panini Bar. Oh, that's why well, I dropped it in for you. Yeah, which is located <laughs> at six three six Glenfree Road, Hawthorne. Uh, they have got go get the cotoletta. It's amazing. Oh, uh, it's so nice. So I strongly, strongly recommend. They're actually going to be coming on the pod as well. Oh. Um, but you're right about sandwiches. Yeah. So sandwiches are trending. Um, and it it changes a lot. So it's very hard if you're trying to start a business if you're going to yeah marry one trend. I love that. You just you're going to be in trouble in a yeah, few years. Yeah, I love that. So where did the realization then come about? Well, one, how did the name come about? I am thirsty. And how did it all kick off? Where was the the light bulb moment? Mm, so. When everyone was drinking, we decided that we, so when I say we, the team that I had at the time at Iron Board, we were in the warehouse and I was saying, I think I'm going to dehydrate fruit and we'll sell it over Christmas and we'll do like a little Christmas online store. And everyone was like, yeah, great. So we did it and they sold really well. So then I was like, okay, well, we've got Iron Board, but now I think we'll do this properly and we'll get it branded and it'll be its own thing. And we were sitting there and I was like, why don't we call it I Am Thirsty? And they were kind of like, oh, because you put it in a drink, like that's not very clever. And I was like, well, no, because the fruit is dehydrated. So the fruit right. itself is thirsty. There's like a lot of education needs to go into that because people still, seem yeah, to I'm, not I'm get it. I'm still trying yeah. to get it. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> but I'm like, if the fruit is dehydrated, then it's thirsty. So it's, I am thirsty. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, there's, you can interpret I am thirsty. Yeah. For a drink or whatever Lots you of are. different ways. Yeah. 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 Um, for a drink or whatever it is. So you come up with this idea. So do you keep the same premises that you're at with I am bored? Premises-wise, do you keep the same? Do you have to renew new leases? Do you have to do all that type of jazz? Or We did initially stay in that same warehouse space, but we recently moved to Moorabbin, so okay. we needed more space. So. Oh, okay. So it's sort of yeah. growing now in, in yeah. its thing. And then obviously you, you get into this dehydrated fruit. How do you kick it off? Because there's going to be people out there that are going to be watching, hopefully, that yeah. are going to be young entrepreneurs, let's just say either or, like I'm a great, a great, I'm as an example, fantastic at having an idea. Yeah. But so bad at executing. Because not because I I just that's just me to a T. Um, my initial thing is get an influencer, we'll get it off the ground and we'll get it going. Like I've got some sort of idea of it, but packaging and all these other stuff that you're dealing with and names and registering and businesses and whatnot, how much help are you having along the way to set all this stuff up? Yeah, well, lots of help. So execution and courage are my two superpowers. Yeah, okay. So a lot of people come to me and say, I have an idea and what do you think about this? And I say, it's great, just do it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, but, you know, I've got this and that. What what happens? You fail, you lose everything, so you start again. Like what's the worst thing that can happen? I understand I come from a pretty privileged position where I don't have, you know, a family and like I don't have a lot to lose. So if I fail, I've now, it's all my you. friends are still going to love me. Yeah, I'm yeah. still going to have a roof over my head. I'm going to be fine. But I I just think you have to be so brave and just go after it. You have to be all in. You can't kind of be like, oh, well, maybe, you know, I'll just have a crack at yeah. this. And you just got to go all in. So in terms of execution, I the first thing obviously is like registering your business, getting all of that set up. For me, then I went straight into branding we had already manufactured some of the product because we'd tried with I Am Thirsty, we'd tried it out over the Christmas period. Okay. So And people are buying over the Christmas period? Yeah, so yeah. it did well enough over the Christmas period that I was like, well, we might as well have a crack and actually, like they, we were just selling it in jars with no labels. So I was like, well, let's actually, you know, get some labels made and go to a designer and all of that. So it's obviously there's risk involved and you're putting money in and all this, but like I'm not in business in particular, I'm not really 
driven by ego. Like I'm not scared to fail. I'm not scared if people go, oh, well, she launched this thing and it didn't work. It's like, oh, yeah. who cares? At least I had a crack. Like what did, what are you doing? Like who cares what anyone says if they're not in the arena with you anyway? So for me, I just think you have to get in, you have to have a go and yeah, you, it's obviously there's a lot of different elements. You have to really know what you're doing in terms of registering your business and making sure your ABN is all set up properly. Like we are set up as a company in a trust and all of that. And I had accountants helping me do that, but we weren't set up like that initially. I yeah. mean, I, like, I was a cowgirl. I was like, here's my ABN. We're ready to go. Yeah, of course. So I just think do what you can. And then if you do need help, like you, people have friends and contacts who can help you with things. You don't have to have all of the money in the world to go to the best accountant to get you set up. Ask people, you know, people are willing to help. I get DMs of people being like, how do I register my business? And I'm yeah. like, here, here's a link. You literally fill out the form. How good? So it's, yeah, it's not that. It was funny actually oh. when I was starting to, um, when I was starting to like sell the merch and my accountant who I'm Google Magic, this is like, hey man, have you um, registered the Humble Climb? And I'm like, for what? And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, have you registered it? And I'm like, oh, do I need to do that? He's like, yeah, man. And I, anyway, and I was like, well, not like just have an ABN, like don't read, you know. And I was like, oh, fair enough, man. Yeah, I was so lost by it all. I yeah. just am. For me, I just I'm I'm the king of outsourcing. So it's like, <laughs> here's a problem. Can we fix it? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. he's like, mate, I'll just do it for you. Leave it to me. And it's it's just funny that you say that because so many people, um, they do get, I think, uh, overawed by the that's probably the best way to put it, by the whole situation of it all. Like they get an idea or they get whatever, and they're like, Man, I don't know, I've got to pay what does this mean? I've got to pay tax or yeah. I've got to pay tax on this, I've got to do whatever. And it's like, well, like it, it, it's so very hard. Yeah, it is. And Maybe I oversimplified it before because I've done it a few times now, so I know what I'm doing. And I understand it's really daunting, but you, as long as you're trying, you kind of can't fail. Like as long as yeah. the ATO sees that you've attempted to register your business name and whatever, when it comes time to doing your bass, if you're all over the place, like you can pull it together and make it work. Like you, they're never going to be like, oh, well, you registered your business and then you went and did whatever, like you put in the wrong phone number or whatever. Like you can always work stuff out yeah. down the road. You don't have to get everything perfect from the beginning. And I mean, you know, people start businesses and then three months later before they launch, they're like, I hate the name and they start again. Yeah, of course. So it's, yeah, nothing is the end of the world. So funny story, let's, and let's talk about as an example, someone like Oasis, yes. um, which are, again, we love that we love them there. I just love everything about them. But, um, I loved the story that you told me earlier this year where it was um, how you got them as a client, as an example. <laughs> so for those people that don't know, like the type of tenacity of the woman that we're dealing with here, <laughs> this is what I love. And it was very old-fashioned and very direct, which is great. So run us through that. <laughs> so I, I was desperate to get into Oasis. I love Oasis. I used to go there as a teenager quite a bit. And so I just went in with some product and I – walked around and I spoke to some of the people working on the floor and I was like, who can I speak to? Who does the buying? And they were kind of like, oh, you know, this person. And I got handed around a bit until I got to this woman. She said, oh, you need to speak to Ellie. He's sitting over here, like with that guy. And she pointed and I looked over and I'm like, who is that guy? Is it is it a friend? Is he in a meeting? What? And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, well, I don't want to go and interrupt a meeting. Anyway, she was like, just go over there and like bat your eyelids at him and yeah, see yeah. how you go. Anyway, so I walked around and I was like a little bit apprehensive. But I, in the end, I just went up and I was like, hi, I'm so sorry to interrupt. My name's Maddie. Um, 
have, have you got a minute? Can I chat to you? And he was kind of was looking at me and looking back at the guy with him as if like, I don't really know what's going on yeah. here, but this girl's just like, she's standing here. So I don't really have a choice. Anyway, the guy that was with him, I handed him the bag of mango and I was like, sorry to interrupt. Try, you should try these mango chips. They're really good. And I started talking and I just explained the product and whatever, but he, I think he was just sort of in shock. And then I literally just looked him in the eyes and I said, I'll do whatever it takes to get my product on the shelves. I'll do whatever it takes. And he was kind of like, okay, well, I can't say no to you because I don't think you're going to walk out of here unless I let you put it on the shelf. So the guy with him, he actually was a distributor, but I think they were also friends. He was laughing. He's like, these mango chips are the best things I've ever eaten. And he was like, you don't even need a distributor. Like you can just do this yourself. And I was like, oh, well, if I ever need one, I'll let you know. But he agreed to stock the product, which was amazing. But Oasis are a really good example of a like they're a company who really gave me an opportunity. Like they were like, we'll put you on the island. We're going to do this. You have to come in and do tastings. And they gave me so much opportunity to succeed in Oasis. Mm-hmm. A lot of like, you know, independent grocers will go, yeah, we'll try it. We'll see, you know, we'll stick it on the shelf over there. And you're kind of like, okay, well, how can I get it up the front? How can I get it at the register? And they're like, we'll just see how it goes and go from there. I feel like Oasis from the beginning were like, we want you to succeed we're going to give you every opportunity. And like, we really went in. I was there doing samplings like a couple of weekends oh, in really? a row. Still now, yeah. yeah, I'm going this week to Fairfield to do a sampling. So I, I just think if you are a young person who wants to have a crack in business, like you have to get out there. You've got to put yourself in front of people. Like I was pretty like mortified at myself being like, hi, I'm interrupting this meeting. I yeah. have no idea what's going on. But I mean, it paid off and yeah, you have to grab those opportunities and like the opportunity to get in front of a buyer is so hard. Usually they're hiding in an office and they're like, send me an email or whatever. But yeah, you've got to, if you have the chance to walk up to someone and hand them your product, just you've got to do it. So how many of those types of examples, um, and a serious question, hmm. like a lot of your stockists, let's just say, how many of those types of examples would you have done? So everyone who stocks the chips, I went in myself and spoke to the buyer directly. Yeah, amazing. Um, the garnishes, it's a little bit different. We had quite a few people from gift stores and independent grocers interstate reach out to us. Like when we launched, a lot of people reached out to us directly. So we kind of haven't, we still haven't really gone out and sold those garnishes in the way we have with the chips. But as you mentioned, we are ranged in select Woolworth stores. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it is really cool. I feel like Woolies stores are elite like they're beautiful when you walk in them now it's like you feel like you're in air one i like the one in particular at um well obviously oakley centro i love yes but i love the one in particular at um woolworth links which is the corner of center road and warrigal road yeah oakley south yeah yeah we're in that one oh yeah yeah i love that one because it got and it's so good you go do your shopping on a sunday Then you follow it up by going to the sushi store directly opposite it. Perfect. And they've got a great selection of sushi as well. So um, that they is might be a, a sponsor next they're week. They're awesome <laughs> there. I love that little place. You know what I love about that whole little I call area? You've got Bunnings. You've got a massage place. So if you've got a bit of a headache, neck and shoulders. Yeah. Um, you've got sushi, Subway if you feel like it, and Woolworths. And Baker's Delight. And Baker's Delight. And, and there's a little Delight. $2 store, I think, in there as well, actually. Yeah, you've got everything you, you, got everything need. you need. Anyway, that's and they've enough. got I Am Thirsty at Woolworths. They do. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, we only just recently launched into that into store. Into that store. Right. Yeah. So how many stores are you in at Woolworths now? Um, I actually couldn't tell you how many today. We're in a 
uh, build period at the moment. So we just went into 58 more stores two weeks ago and we've got more to come over the next few weeks. But we launched initially into 14 stores and we were in 14 stores for 12 months on a trial period, which obviously went well because now we're building into more. Amazing. But um, yeah, it's... So 14 plus 58 pretty much. Yeah, plus there, yeah, there's a few more to come. And that's Australia-wide? Yeah, so we're only in one in WA, but we're in a few in South Australia, New South Wales, and then Vic. I think we're currently today, we're in five Vic, but there's like roughly 20 more to come over the next few weeks. And one of them is Oakley South one? Oakley South we're in already. Amazing. But then New South Wales, we're in significantly more New South Wales stores because that's where they did the trial. Uh, Okay, understood. Back to your question, how we got into Woolworths was not walking in and chatting to a buyer. Yeah, I was going to say. We actually were approached by Woolworths. I got an email from a buyer in New South Wales who had seen a Google ad, and that month I had spent a record-breaking $90 on Google ads. (gasps) (laughs) I know. (laughs) So I was like, the best $90 I've ever spent. The return on investment has been wild. Um, But, yeah, she just reached out and said, are you interested in being ranged into our Double Bay store? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then from then, from the day I got that email, it took eight months for us to be in Double Bay. And by the time we launched, they also wanted us in the additional stores. Did you fly to Double Bay yourself and personally hand deliver them? I did not. It took me. We delivered it in July. It took me till September to get to Double Bay. I was distraught. We were so busy. I just, I couldn't even. Good part of Sydney, of New South Wales, the bean as well there, Double Bay. There's some fantastic real estate there, as we know. (laughs) Um, Nice part of town. That's awesome. So, so stockers wise now, talk me through realistically, or I mean, numbers wise, if we're talking purely numbers, how many stockers would you be up to? Okay. So this, I'm not a numbers girl. Cool. Sorry (laughs) in advance for that. I think that we are in 120 stockists at the moment. Awesome. I think. Roughly, that's yeah. a, That's only based on what I've updated on the and stockist that's based, page on the and website. And that's based on a two-and-a-half-year period, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really motivated by the numbers. I couldn't tell you how many stores we're in or, you know, what state. I know, well, New South Wales, we have the most Woolworth stores, but I think Victoria would have the most stockists. I'm not – that's kind of not my – Area of expertise. I'm more interested in like developing products. And so are you still um, doing the whole? Are you still doing the whole um, walk-in um, cutting fruit? Uh, no, more, <laughs> more. You know, searching for stockers. Are oh, you still selling. doing the the whole selling of the product yourself? Yeah, I am. So this is what's interesting about a small business is that yeah, that's part of my role is to go out and get new stockers. But for example, the last three weeks, mangoes are in season. And so we bought a couple of pallets of mangoes and that means I've been cutting mangoes for three weeks, which takes me off the road. So the joys of small business, you can't sort of do everything, obviously, but that's, it's part of my role and it's probably, it's part of my role that is soon not going to be. Have you any mango chips there? Yeah, I've got mango chips here. Pretty keen to try the mango chips. These are the best. These are my favourites. You'll like them. It's going oh, to like get ripped apart. So I didn't even seal the them. The mango so chips, just, just so you make sure. They're all sealed as well. No, so they're not. I just <laughs> nah sealed as in sealed as in. It's not an they open be, bag. No, it was an open. Bag. Was it? It's a big one. That's a little one. All right. Mm. Yeah, they're good. They're chewy. You're gonna have it stuck in your teeth for the rest of the episode. 100% fruit. Nothing added. Any sugar? No, no added sugar. They've got natural sugar from the mango, but nothing added. 
Man, they're awesome. What else you got there? <laughs> We've got, well, I reckon the, what my thoughts were mm. that you could rank them in order of your favourites yeah, from top it. to bottom. None of them get offended. They don't have feelings. No, nah, fine. But I, it depends. This So the orange is a very specific flavour. So people that eat I am orange. Mediterranean diets. That's me. Love the orange, but a lot of other people don't really love. I like how easy it is to rip this off as well. Well, they're not sealed, so you don't have to. (laughs) What do you mean? But I'm opening it up. No, but I didn't seal them for you so you could keep them looking pretty. (laughs) Oh, that's a nice one. So these are the same ones that go in a drink. Is that right? Well, our garnishes have the rind on the orange. That's a rindless orange. I'm so interested to see what you think of those. Oh, Oh, you like that? Mm. Yeah, okay. So it's a very specific taste. Our um, This Ed who works with us, who's like our business manager and started as my mentor, he fights tooth and nail for the oranges. I'm like, we don't sell enough of them. People don't love them. I personally am not obsessed. And he could no, just I eat like, them. like a bag a day. I am pineapple. No, what a great <laughs> business idea. This is incredible. <laughs> Okay, this is one of the best things I've come across. I've never done like a proper food taste test, but this is awesome. So I am pineapple. So wait, where's the orange sitting compared to the mango? Because we need to keep track. You almost need like a palate cleanser in between each flavour. Really want more the pineapple. No, pineapple's best. Pineapple's the best so far? Mm. And then orange or mango? I thought it was orange. Okay. But I don't think so. Okay. All right. I think so far it goes pineapple, mango, orange. Okay. Kiwi? I'm Kiwi. Right, everyone's going to be laughing just be like, mate, what's this bloke eating on? No, I can't stop laughing at you ripping the bags, even though they're not sealed. I don't get it. How am I meant to do it? No, they're just, I just didn't seal them. See, like this? Like, they're just already open, so you can just open them up. Oh, that's nice. You like the Kiwi? Well, I don't know now. It's actually really hard. Well, that leaves you like a bit of an aftertaste as well. That's got like the tanginess. That's the mm. thing about this dehydrate. <laughs> oh, I get it. So you see, I can already just open them like this. Can you please just like get me a clip of you just ripping? <laughs> if it ain't broke, I fix it. <laughs> so this one is I am apple. Apple, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say. The- oh, that's what you meant by sealed. I had no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> Clearly. Apples and strawberries are really popular with kids. And the last one is I am strawberry. We've come this far. Wow, these are awesome. These are get awesome. Get a few. Don't just have like one strawberry. Yeah, get, okay. To get the flavour. But I was going to say before, with the kiwi, you get that tanginess that you would get if you're eating it fresh. And then the pineapple, if you eat a whole bag, you still get the tingly tongue that you would get if you ate fresh pineapple. There's so much food dancing on my palate right now. <laughs> Strawberry's nice. So how are we ranking them? No, nah, I'd go. Pineapple's your number one. I go pineapple, kiwi, Ooh. mango, strawberry. Really? Orange. Nah, and apple. Right, an apple. Mate, they are good. I'm glad you like them. I'm not them. just saying that I I've never tried them before. Oh, well. I've got plenty more where they came from. I'm glad you like them. I love them. Put these in the bin afterwards. These are the ones that I've I want to keep them. I want to frame that as a little memento of my Um, time on the humble climb. That is actually really good. So what I just ate, they're just for chips, yeah? Like you can't put them in your drink. Is that right? Well, you can put them in your drink if you want, but they're designed to be a snack. So Mm. the garnish range we have is in glass jars and it's perfectly cut. I could take them home, yeah? Yes. 
Oh. Only because you ripped the bags, otherwise I wouldn't. I was going to say you're not going to them back on the shelf, are you? <laughs> no. mm, I was going to say they're but, for you. That is an awesome like. Um, that, I'm not just saying it. Like everyone, I recommend. Is there any discount code we can use? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we'll if you can get there. us a discount code, that would be awesome for all the viewers. And going back to the business itself, where are we wanting to take it? Oh gosh. Um, or is there an in particular oh. goal? Um, I'm not sure if I have a goal. I don't. I am very much. I live where my feet are. Yeah. Okay. And I know that sounds corny, but it's true. Mm. And I've been. I've worked really hard, but I've been really lucky in business so far. So I just kind of let it let it come, you know. We'll just yeah. see what happens. I mean, hopefully it looks like these chips will go in um, on trial at Woolies as well. Yeah. So alongside the garnish range, which would be great. So are you making all the are all the fruit like grown locally, Australian owned and everything like that? 100% Australian fruit. Yeah. So I get up at about 2.30, 3 o'clock every Tuesday morning and I go out to the Epping Fruit Market and I, I source our fruit myself at the moment. Um, in the beginning, I didn't. We got it wholesale from suppliers, and then I was like, "Oh, I can get it for a third of the price if I just get up in the middle of the night, one night a week." So yeah, I go out and source all of our fruit, and yeah, all Aussie. Wow! So you sort you get up and do it? Yeah, I do. Amazing, man. That's actually I didn't know that. That is awesome. Yeah. That is really Thank really you. quite cool. It's hard work. And I'm very sleepy on Tuesdays. Don't come clearly, and visit me on a Tuesday. Clearly, and now obviously the big thing is uh, one of your passions and. Side hobbies is you are uh, you're a swimmer. <laughs> oh yeah, that's me. I'm yeah. a swimmer, is Grant that, Hackett. <laughs> so can you actually uh, confirm to viewers that she swims every single day? Is that genuinely though, from a business point of view, is that just from a mental, um, um, I guess a mental clarity type of thing? Yeah, I love swimming. I swim almost every day, even with a hangover. But there sometimes I will give myself one day mm. off if I need it. But I started swimming uh, about 18 months ago now. And for me, it started off as exercise. Yeah. And then now I look at it as time away from my phone where no one can reach me when you're in the water. Like, that's it. Yeah. Um, I don't have headphones or anything. It's just time with me and my own thoughts. And I will just swim until those thoughts. Yeah, amazing. Simmer. So it is definitely a mental health thing for me now. Yeah. One thing that we always like to finish on is the the humble three, and there will be new questions next year. So okay. you've made the first year's questions. If you weren't doing what you were doing, what would you like to be doing oh. and why? Does it have to be something I would be good at or just something no, I'd want to do? Want to do. Okay. If it was going to be something I'd be good at, then I would want to write books. I'd want to be a novelist. But if oh. it was something that I'm not good at, I'd want to be a professional golfer. Do you, do you play golf? I... Well, not well, but I. That's why I said if it's something I don't have to be good at. Yeah. But I do golf lessons hobby, yeah. and yeah. But that's awesome. I think the lifestyle looks pretty fun. It does look a pretty professional fun. Professional golfer. Uh, if you could have a billboard, what would it say and why? So I did know that question was coming because I do listen to the humble client. No, you're a, you're a serial uh, raider. Yeah, I'm a. What did what did you call me the other day? Or what did you call people? Oh, fangirl. Is that what you said? Probably. I think you said I, you, uh, you were telling me you've got some fans now. And I was like, yeah, me. I love the humble climb. <laughs> yeah, you're a fan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, fan, fan girl. girl. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I know. I love them. But that's, just, <laughs> that's the true people that I appreciate. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. Um, so, yeah, I knew that question was coming and I said to them at work, I don't know. I feel like I have so many options. I, I could have a personal ad. I could have so many things. And then they all said in unison, do what's in your soul. And I laughed because I thought that is true. I always say... Do what's in your soul where, all the time to where, everyone. And where would you have it? Oh, I don't know. Somewhere 
on my drive to work maybe to remind me. Cool. Just do what's in your soul. And the last one from a, I guess, maybe a business point of view or personal point of view, is there anyone in particular that you sort of look to as a uh, mentor or aspiring to be or anything like that or someone that's really helped along the journey that you're like, couldn't have done it without them type of thing? Yeah. Oh, there's so many people that I couldn't have done it without. Um, my dad is a huge, huge supporter of everything that I do. He's been amazing. My mum is like the best soundboard in the world. Yeah. So I couldn't do it without her. But if there was someone outside of my parents, um, Ed, who I mentioned before, our business manager, he is an incredible support. He has achieved so much in business himself. He bought Video Easy at the peak of their success and was running all of Video Easy all around Australia. So he's, I mean, he, he's he like knows a, business. He's like your and mentor sort of and coach. Like, yeah, he started off as like a coach and a mentor and then now he he actually comes in some days and just cuts fruit with the team. Yeah. And I always look at that and I think, God, if you can have the amount of success that Ed has had and your role is really just to make sure that I'm doing the business side of things right, but you're humble enough to come in and cut fruit. It sets such a good tone for our whole team. And I think it's something that Ed always sort of reminds me of and makes me think of is like, you're never, you're never too important. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You're never too important. I love that. Ed would have made a lot of money from me back in the day with Video Easy. Yeah, few late fees. I used to smash it and then I used to get the PlayStation games on top of it oh. that I'd never return and no. then my parents used to get this massive bill. Big late fee. So, well, he um, still has the list of people that owe him. Don't you worry. That's so funny. <laughs> I lo- I miss those days of actually going to like Video Easy or Blockbuster or yeah. whatever and being able to like pick a movie for tonight. Like it's yeah. well, that- he bought Blockbuster as well in the end. Video Easy bought Blockbuster. Oh, really? Yeah. You should get him on the podcast. I was a I was a massive blockbuster guy. There you go. I loved it. Well, a massive, massive thank you to thank Maddie you. for coming on and being able to just give us an insight into your story. I mean, I am thirsty AU on Instagram, which stands for Australia, but <laughs> I am thirsty AU on Instagram. Follow them. We'll sort out some sort of code, et cetera, for anyone that's interested in potentially purchasing or just trying, whether you've got an event coming up or you just want to try them as a snack. They're good. They're affordable. And they actually genuinely, and I'm not just saying because she's in front, they taste freaking amazing. Awesome to see your success. Great to obviously know you and meet you and a pleasure to see what is kicking off for you. A massive thank you as always to our sponsors that continue to show us so much love and continue to benefit us. Bonza Snowballs, Gigi Herring Kids, Vanilla, NYC Conveyancing, A-Class Powder Coating and Abrasive Blasting. And lastly, JD's Detailing, who's going to be Going to be doing washing plenty of cars for all of us moving forward. He didn't know about the 15% discount code, but now he does. So plenty of things happening. A massive, massive thanks again. Don't forget this Sunday we're going to be running for – we're not going to be running. I'm going to be walking for Rob. There'll be other people running for Rob at Caulfield Park. So if you can get down, please do. I think they're doing a little mini barbecue afterwards and everything like that. So there'll be plenty of us down there. So if you can come down and support, please, please do and continue to donate to that amazing cause and – May that man's memory be forever, forever eternal because he's an amazing man. So I'll leave you guys to it. Thank you as always. As always, we'll chat soon. Bye.